0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guests, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Author Show. Navy pilot and trainer Logan Van Howen was at the top of his game until he wasn't. Now, finding himself as a commercial pilot, he's bored and looking for angel investment money. Little does he know that he's about to enter into his worst nightmare. Author Max Q's book, Silent Partner, features Logan, and Max joins us to share more. Max, welcome to the author's show.
1: Thank you very much. It's good to be here.
0: Max, will you please give us a quick overview of The Silent Partner?
1: Yeah, it's a story about a former naval aviator who finds himself suddenly out of a job. He ends up as a commercial pilot, but he's bored with that and he wants something more. Essentially, he decides to go into business and he needs an angel investor. Now, the business he's chosen is actually Mini Storage, which is a pretty good business back in the day. Unfortunately, the partner he chooses turns out to be a world class criminal. And it just kind of goes from there and gets pretty (laughs) exciting.
0: I can just picture all sorts of things in a mini storage place. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) You are a former aviator, according to your bio, and a 1993 graduate of Top Gun. Is there a bit of you in Logan?
1: Sadly, I would say there is. I say sadly because Logan is, he's a good guy. He's fairly brave. He's fun to be around, but he's, Grossly naive. His naivete is is gargantuan. And I'm kind of like that, I'm afraid. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, while you were writing Silent Partner, were you thinking of any specific type of reader?
1: I was looking to uh, write something that people would want to read, essentially. And it would help if the reader was interested in aviation, because there is a bit of that, but not too much. I didn't want to turn people off that. Maybe didn't care so much about that. There's a little of everything in here. There's information, a storyline about piracy, about drug dealing, about organized crime, about clandestine operations. So it's a pretty exciting story.
0: This is your first novel, I believe. Is there any other author you think may have influenced your style of writing?
1: Yeah, you know, I consider myself somewhat well read, but with this. Type of genre, I kind of lean on Clancy. James Patterson always interests me. And then every once in a while, I'll lean back uh, and touch on more classical authors like Mark Twain or uh, Harper Lee. But this particular story, that doesn't happen quite as much because this is more of a modern day kind of thing. And when I say modern day, it's actually set in the 1990s. So it's really not that modern day. It's almost pre-cell phone, right? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, Max, what sets your novel apart from others in the same genre?
1: Well, I think one of the things is a lot of the information in the book comes from first-hand experience, not with the drug dealing, but with the aviation portion. I would say that you know when I talk about engaging fighter to fighter in simulated combat, I'm Kind of speaking from experience. So that helps a lot. That
0: certainly brings a lot of realism to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. And some of the things I didn't know a lot about, I don't know any Colombian drug lords. So (laughs) there is a bit of artistic license in that regard, but I think it's very believable and readable. And I hope folks check it out.
0: If you were to compare Silent Partner with any other, what would that other book be?
1: mm that would be a good question you know i I like the hunt for Red October. I like i'm gonna be naming mostly Clancy stuff, but some of John Grisham stuff would fall into the category too. It's kind of a mishmash of genres, really, if you think about it. I tried to stick to uh you know there's a lot of naval stuff, there's a lot of espionage, there's a lot of organized crime, but it's a mishmash of things, so it's Tom Clancy meets. John Grisham is kind of how I would describe this. Yeah.
0: Well, parts of your story revolve around actual people and events such as Pablo Escobar, Tailhook 91, and the Top Gun training. So would you classify your book as a historical
1: fiction thriller? It kind of is. But yeah, I would. I would. That's exactly what I'd classify it as, I guess. Because, you know, the thing I find about this fiction work 90% of what's in here is real and true, but it's given a little twist to make it ultimately a big uh, falsity. Uh, You know, it's fiction. So it, it didn't really happen, but it could have because a lot of the stuff in it did happen. So in that regard, it's very realistic, I would say. Well, let's dream a little now.
0: If Silent Partner were made into a film, who would you choose to play Logan
1: Well, I would say that a new director would probably want to cast new actors just because it would be cheaper. But if we were dreaming, I'd say Tom Cruise would be good or Brad Pitt, uh, one of those guys. But that would cost a lot of money to get one of those guys. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if we'd have success there, but uh, those guys would work.
0: Right. Will Logan return to us in a sequel or maybe a series?
1: Yeah, I have planned on making this a trilogy. And it may go beyond that, in fact. And I'm well on the way working on my second book. So yeah, we're going to see a trilogy. You know, the story arc, it's going to get better as we go. It's already looking pretty exciting. And this was a good start. So I'm pretty excited about the whole project. Do you have a working title for book two? I do. It's still in flux, though, but it's either going to be Sweetwater or Agua Dulce. And I haven't decided whether I want to go with a Spanish title or an English title. It's same, same same, thing there. So, Max, have you always wanted to be a writer? You know, when I look back at my life, I think I didn't really know it. But the answer is yes. I've always been a storyteller. I think of writing as just another way of telling a really good story. You know, writing a book is a major undertaking, and it's a pretty long story no matter how you cut it. This thing weighs two and a... Well, I think it weighs a kilo, two and a half pounds. So a lot of words in there, but they're good, if I do say so myself.
0: What would you say has been the most rewarding experience for you since publishing Silent Partner?
1: Just... Seeing other folks take an interest, I really dig the fact that, well, for instance, you and I are talking right now. That's rewarding. That's fun for me is to see it kind of take on a life of its own. And it's beyond me now at this point. The words have been written. So others are going to help me with the marketing. And if it meets with success, that's all the greater. I'm looking forward to that. But if it doesn't, writing it was still a great adventure.
0: When you began writing, or when you thought of the concept, and you started really figuring out in your mind what you were going to do with that concept, were you focusing on characters or on the plot first?
1: I was focusing primarily on the plot first, and then characters. I can see that, you know, if you have a character that's so compelling, you might want to focus on them and build the plot around it. But with this And with both of my works that I'm working on as we speak, I think it's plot first for me right now. I mean, I have some compelling characters. I think uh, Logan's going to get more compelling as the story arc continues through book two and three. He's pretty compelling right here. But it all started for me with the plot.
0: Is there a primary message or maybe a moral of the story in Silent Partner that you would like readers to take away?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think basically the short answer is, uh, you know, excessive greed or avarice or wanting to be number one or be a success in the eyes of society isn't nearly as important as being a successful husband and father. And sometimes that's hard in the world we live in for people to get through their skulls, especially if they're not as smart as Logan seems not to be. But Yeah, eventually you've got to learn that there's a place for being competitive and that sort of thing. But at some point, you've got to take a step back and say, what's really important here? You know, is the next dollar or my next success in my career, whatever that may be. In this case with him, it's uh, he started as a fighter pilot, then becomes a businessman. And he thinks that unless he's successful in business, he's really not a success. So you can kind of lose track of what's really important. That would be the basic message.
0: At the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that Logan was a little bit of you. And you've had you got the pilots, uh, the Navy pilot, the top gun pilot, and all of that. But you also said that you didn't know any drug lords or any real criminals. So what kind of research was
1: required to put the rest of your story together? The thing I'm finding, the more I write, it's less about writing and more about research. If you have a lot of important material that you want to put into your, your story to make it realistic, and I think that so far for me, fiction is a lot of truth that leads up to a great lie that ultimately expresses truth. The truth in this case is that excessive greed is bad.
0: Max, this is where I get to ask, will you please read a short excerpt from Silent Partner for our listeners?
1: Absolutely. Now, I've picked a part that happens in an abandoned silver mine in the northern Nevada desert. So uh, from there, we'll uh, go ahead. Suddenly, something dropped from the shaft's opening and landed on the sandy floor not far from them with a thud. It uh, reminded Logan of the long sticks of elk sausage his grandfather used to bring home at Christmas. A serene wisp of smoke, like that of an incense burned in some ancient incantation, rose from a thin cord attached at one end. But there was nothing sacred or serene about the large stick of dynamite nearing the end of its fuse. They both ran. Lewis headed back toward where the money had been buried and Logan scrambled toward the dynamite. He picked it up and chucked it up the shaft. But the distance was too great, and the shaft was too narrow, and the stick did not clear the tiny opening, but bounced off its sides before it became a gravity slave. Logan did not wait to see the result. He continued his dash deeper into the black and void of the shaft. His only reference in the space-time continuum was the narrow beam of light ahead. The shaft bent slightly to the left, and he rushed headlong into the blinding light that poured from above. It would have been certain death had he been taking his steps more cautiously. He would have uh, been blinded by the sun, spilling from the mine's main shaft, and his next step would have been a drop of 300 feet. As it turned out, running from the dynamite at a full sprint propelled him into the abyss of the mine's main shaft with sufficient momentum that he crashed into one of the main cross members, uh, separating what had once been the adjacent elevator shafts. The beam caught him across his torso, leaving him suspended above the blackened void. It knocked the wind out of him. For a second, he thought of rolling over and grabbing his gut. But then, as he gasped in vain for air, and as his feet groped in vain for solid ground, and his arms began to slip from the timber that had arrested his descent to oblivion The dynamite detonated. Logan heard a click, and then he felt his inner shudder as the shockwave advanced past him at 8,000 feet per second. Suddenly, the main shaft shook, and rocks began pelting him about the head and shoulders. The explosion goaded a sudden reversal of sentiment somewhere deep within him. Perhaps it was instinct. Some primal will buried deep under layers of civil decorum, but just as quickly as he thought of giving up, he clung to life and a half rod of the timber suspended more than 300 feet above the mine's lowest level. He hung on for dear life, and it was just then that he thought of Linda, Lucas, and Lyle.
0: That was great. So now I want to know, where can we learn more about you and where can we purchase Silent Partner?
1: Well, Silent Partner is available virtually anywhere books are sold. You can order it online, but if you want to learn more about the book, uh, you can go to concorduspublishing.com. There's a little excerpts about me, about the book, little snippets w- where the book can be ordered, but mainly our distributors, Ingram Press, that's another place. But if you have questions about ordering in bulk, you would contact my publisher at Concordis Publishing. And the guy's name is Rodney, be the guy to talk to. Now, if you just want to buy single copies, it's going to be everywhere.
0: We've been talking with Max Q, author of Silent Partner. Max, I've really enjoyed learning more about Logan and his journey. Thank you for taking time to share him and Silent Partner with us. And I do hope when you publish book two in your trilogy that you'll come back and chat with us again.
1: Why, thank you very much. I'd be happy to. And uh, have a good evening. Silent Partner
0: is a story about a naval aviator who finds himself unwittingly immersed in the most extensive distribution network of cocaine and heroin in United States history. If you're a fan of thrillers, Max Q's new book will be on your list of must-read. So order your copy today. And when you finish, please don't forget to post a review. And then share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with our author. And remember, The Author Show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, TheAuthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at The Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.